Welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts, a weekly overview of economic developments in international markets. Hello and welcome to GP Bullhound's Tech Thoughts. Today is the 23rd of September and we are here with Inge Haydorn, Jenny Hardy and Nela Salkovic for our weekly market roundup. Today, they will be talking about gaming, NVIDIA, Qualcomm and Accenture. Over to them. Good afternoon. Uh, my name is Inge Hedon. I'm Portfolio Manager at GP Bullhound on the public side. Uh, looking at the market, if we start with the market comments, I, I would say that the market really has moved in the last two weeks. And what I mean by that is that two weeks ago, the market was thinking maybe recession. We will fight inflation. Interest rates will go up, but maybe this uh, the end game will lead to a recession. I would say that that needless now moved, and we're now thinking it will be a recession. The question mark is how tough will the recession be? And I think that's really the thing that puts the mood in the market over the last two weeks, which is mainly then dragging stocks downwards, and especially tech. But with that said, I would say I think in general our team thinks that tech is starting to become quite interesting, especially quality tech, very good, strong business models, very strong, good companies with good balance sheets. And where the valuations now has come down to very interesting levels, even if you reduce the E quite a lot, you still get valuations, which is quite interesting. And I think that's a really, really key focus for us for the moment. But with that said, do we have an opportunity in gaming, Nela? Yes, thank you, Inge. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Nela. I work as an analyst here at GP Bullion, covering mainly the gaming sector. And uh, I was thinking of giving a short update on the August numbers that just came out. Uh, so when looking at the August US NPD numbers, August consumer spending across video game hardware content accessories declined with 5%. Uh, this total is slightly higher than the $4 billion during the August in 2020 tracking period. Um, Year-to-date, spending through August ended at $34 billion, uh, which is a drop of 9% uh, when compared to the same period last year, uh, but 3% higher than the 2020 comparable period. Uh, and seeing that the, the monthly spending is returning to its 2020 levels is a great sign on gaming starting to recover from COVID hangover. Um, and of course, people are now returning from the holidays and might be spending a bit more time at home, um, especially with uh, this macro situation we have out there. Um, October is also going to be packed with strong releases. So that's why I think the outlook for gaming on softer side is now rather positive. But it is important to keep in mind that since we really believe that the consumer spending overall is going to be weak due to the macro situation we're in, um, and going into Christmas, we believe that um, sales are going to be very tidal-driven. So if you don't have a successful release this fall, I think it's going to be really tough for the specific gaming company then. Um, So again, we believe that the fall is going to be really tidal-driven. And going over to the game hardware, um, dollar sales grew 14% compared to a year ago. It seems like it helped by uh, improved supply of PlayStation 5 and Xbox consoles. 
Uh, Year-to-date hardware spending also declined by 4% to $2.9 billion. Um, And Inge, do you have any comments on this? Is the hardware supply really improving? Absolutely. And I think there's been a shortage on, especially on the five nanometer side for TSMC for a very, very long time. So Sony and and Microsoft has been struggling to get the volumes uh, out and the demand has definitely been stronger than supply. But given that we now see weakness in other areas like graphic cards and so on, I think that's freed up some capacity for TSMC at the same time as they invested some in some capacity. So AMD, which is the supplier of the chip, has definitely got some more volumes uh, through the pipe, which is really positive news for for oh, AMD, but also for, for Sony and Microsoft getting, and in the end also the gaming guys, because that gives you a bigger scale addressable market when you have more gaming consoles out. So it's good news. Uh, and with that topic, let's move into NVIDIA and the, and the graphic card. They had the Capmarks Day this week. Uh, I would say that nothing really material came out from that. They released the new graphic card, uh, 6000 series, which is coming out on the high end first, uh, $1,600. So it's a very expensive card. But the statements around it is also the fact that, yes, the gaming side is still a strong underlying and that people are ready to buy very expensive stuff to to be able to game on the high end. But on the other hand, you have inventory problems, which will continue for a few more quarters. And you also have the merge in Ethereum, which then releases a number of uh, graphic cards that have been used for mining before, which is then going to flood the market a little bit. So, that's, that's that on the graphic side. Then on, on the Omniverse software side uh, towards businesses, I think the development looks very, very interesting. It's still small scale, but they're definitely moving in the right direction. And the A1000, A1000 um, CPU uh, cards for uh, data storage, I think are very, very interesting and for AI. Uh, so it's a lot of interesting things happening in 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 NVIDIA, but on the short run, we think def- definitely estimates are coming down a little bit more in the coming two, three quarters. And we also had the competitor Qualcomm uh, with a cap marks day yesterday. And in that day, they focused on automotive and the uh, opportunity for them in automotive. And uh, Jenny will describe that a little bit later, but I-, I think it's very, very interesting to hear how more and more semi guys are starting to play the automotive card harder. And it's the fact it's automotive components are increasing a lot as driven by oh, a few things, but mainly by electrification of the cars. But Qualcomm stated then that their order backlog is around 30 billion in automotive now, versus around 10 in the end of July. So it's definitely growing very, very fast and uh, that they have a quite strong position in it. But let's move over and, and, and talk a little bit more into detail that. And I think uh, uh, Jenny is really, really strong on that side. Jenny. Yeah, thanks, Inga. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenny Hardy, Portfolio Manager in GP Bullhound's Public Markets team. And so, yeah, I, I think from a, a semiconductor perspective, autos remains a very attractive end market to be exposed to. And, and let me explain that. So I think we all believe that the world will transition to electric vehicles over time, which is obviously great for the environment, great for, for sort of tackling 
climate change. And if you look at moving from a combustion engine vehicle to an electric vehicle, the semiconductor value around the power control and conversion within that vehicle goes from about four or $500 to over $2,000. And then on top of that, you have the areas that Qualcomm spoke about around infotainment, connectivity. And even if we're not quite at the stage of self-driving cars yet, there are clearly increasing safety features and assisted driving features that are also adding a huge amount of content in semiconductors and sensors, which also um, benefit the company. So for us, it's a, a really attractive end market to be exposed to. And it's important because when we think about the market, the growth is really predominantly being driven by that mix shift to electric and the structural content growth and, and is much less dependent on the underlying auto volumes, which again, given the potential weakness we might see on the consumer side as we um, sort of head into to the next couple of years, I, I think is very, very important. I'd add that that we own NXP and Infineon in this space, which are more exposed to the power side, where I think we see generally much more robust barriers to entry around the technology itself and even around the specific semiconductor materials like silicon carbide. So we don't own Qualcomm where... Well, I think we would say that, that, that they would have advantages around the connectivity side, I think we're quite likely to see many, many more competitors coming into that infotainment space. Um, perhaps if I um, move on to um, uh, a set of results um, that, that we saw this week. So we had Accenture reporting its results, um, very much a sort of tech bellwether when it comes to um, what they're seeing uh, on IT spending. And I think really the results were very, very solid. They reported more than 20% growth and recorded their second highest ever bookings number. And the commentary was still very much around sort of robust demand for digital transformation. They saw standout strength in Europe, which is perhaps surprising given what we're seeing on the macro side. They saw um, banking and capital markets spending continue to be strong. And that's something we saw in a lot of the Q2 software reporting as well. And they saw um, clients looking um, for accelerated timelines for their projects. And I think this really sort of continues um, the trend that we saw at Q2. So it feels like the larger scale transformation projects remain robust. And I think there's a general sense that where businesses have been through these sort of long deal cycles, these are still very much being signed and implemented. And there's still very much um, demand for companies looking to kind of push ahead with the digital transformation. However, um, I do think it's fair to say that, that the guidance from Accenture for next year was a little underwhelming. And I think listening to the call, it very much sounded like this was more related to the macro news flow and a recognition from management that underlying IT demand is, of course, still driven by GDP, which we're seeing you know, continue to be downgrade globally, um, rather than it being anything that management are really seeing in terms of the deal flow and, and the signing 
um, in their business right now. And I think it's also worth noting um, Accenture's uh, habit of quite conservative guidance and then subsequently increasing it over time. But but look, I, I think as we look ahead to Q3 results, we think it's quite likely that CEOs and CFOs will strike a, a cautious tone given the macro environment, even if they may not be seeing the impact yet in their businesses. And Frankly speaking, I think there's very little upside in the current market environment to guiding very boldly. And, you know, I wonder if we may even see companies choosing not to give guidance and certainly some in slightly wait and see mode. But Inga, any final thoughts from you as we look ahead to Q3 reporting? Thanks, Anna. Yes, uh, I would say Given that uh, Salesforce was outstating and giving a guidance in 2023, which was quite strong, and as you said, Jenny, I think in many, many cases we will see, so say, a, a more cautious tone from the companies. Not the fact that they really felt anything, more the fact that they're looking at the headlines and newspapers and hearing what's going on. So normally what we see in the end of the result season of Q3 is that we get some guidance for 2023, our take is now really that we're going to see quite a lot of cautiousness and we're also going to, probably going to see a number of companies really delaying the guidance given where we are in, in the cycle and where we are at the time of the year. So maybe delaying it to the beginning of next year even to give to give a guidance. So we will follow that very, very closely uh, going forward here. But in general also we stated and, and, and Jenny and Naila was on the Citigroup conference here in, in New York two weeks ago is that we feel that the Q2 num sorry Q3 numbers are going to be quite fine. Uh, the question mark comes around guidance as Jenny stated. So that's the wrap up for this week and thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.